0: My name is Max Gaffney, and I am a first-year student at Trinity College in Hartford, Connecticut. Welcome to the first of a two-part series podcast focused on hip-hop music and the cultural influence that hip-hop has had on the world that we've come to live in. Hip-hop, also commonly referred to as rap music, as everyone knows, was developed by teens in the Bronx back in the 1970s. It's crazy to think how far hip-hop has come, beginning as just an outlet for marginalized kids to get their thoughts and feelings out, to now being the highest-selling genre of music only 40-some-odd years later. Hip-hop began as a musical escape for these young DJs and MCs, now called rappers, where they could tell their stories and share their views. The music that these young pioneers put out reflected the social, economic, and political realities of their lives. Back in the 1970s, much of the music scene was dominated by disco music, which was played in clubs where the wealthy and rich would go to dance. It was often white people that were doing these things because they had the money to afford these luxuries. The young DJs and MCs, or soon-to-be DJs and MCs at this time, thought to themselves, well if the rich can dance to music, so can't we, and so they began to mix and match music and spin different things and hold block parties where they would play their music. These were just parties on the street corner where a dj would set up and play some of his music this new wave of music started from dj Herc, who is often regarded as the man to have held the first hip-hop party he's the father of rap music here's a snippet of what he would play in the early days of hip-hop Hurt, the father of hip-hop this is going out to my man over in japan talk to my man so that was a snippet of what dj Herc would have played at his first or few first hip-hop parties these parties eventually were taken outside to the blocks like i had just said um, and this is where my story takes place now. So, the episode of the Trinity International Hip Hop Festival that I watched focused on two individuals, Kid Freeze and Tila Rock. First off, I'd like to give you some background on the Trinity Hip Hop Festival. This year, 2021 was the first was the 15th excuse me 15th annual uh, hip hop festival. It's run by students for people all around the world to tune into, or local people to come and partake in. Um, It's a free music festival that brings people together through hip hop and artists from different countries. Um, It's held in person usually but because of this year it was online. Um, The festival was designed to promote international understanding and community development through hip hop. It was the first and one of the only um, free global hip hop festivals dedicated to educating and exposing people to hip hop from around the world. just to give you an example of where these, these artists come from, um, back in 2009, for example, it was headlined by a Somalian, had performances by bands from the Czech Republic, artists from the UK, artists from Ghana, and, of course, artists from Brooklyn, New York. Um, it's not just about music. It's also about b-boy battles, graffiti art sessions, and there's a panel discussion where students and alike can get to know more about these artists. So that's where we are now. Alright, so Kid Freeze is someone that hails from the South Bronx. He was one of the original b-boys, and he is credited with creating original break moves, like the head spin and the elbow spin. Hip-hop is made up of four elements just to give you some background. DJing, also known as turntabling. Rapping, also known as MCing or rhyming. Graffiti painting and b-boying, which obviously includes breakdancing. These are all elements that are shown at the Trinity Hip Hop Festival, which is cool. Um, anyways, so Kid Freeze was created with creating the head spin and the elbow spin. Break moves where the bboy would literally spin on his elbow or his head, crazy. Um, but that wasn't right away. It didn't happen overnight. So he saw some earlier B-Boys and he was obsessed with it. He really had a passion for it. So he began to practice in his living room any chance he got. And his father told him that he was just wasting his time and he would make no money doing this. Yet, as luck would have it, he did. He traveled on a B-Boy tour across the world. And one of his favorite stops from the video, or from the trip that he mentions in the video, was, um, his trip stop in Africa. He says this was a super eye-opening moment for him. He talks about how there were kids that idolized him and they would say that they liked his clothes, they liked his jewelry, and he would just give it to them because he was no better than they were. He just talks about how he's a kid from the block who got lucky and he knows how lucky he is and he knows how these kids feel and he would love to help them. This is a really awesome perspective and it really shows a lot of humility from him which is super awesome and super respectable because nowadays it seems that rappers in hip-hop as it is now in its current state are just in it for the money and they don't really care about the people that got them there whereas these guys back then they really had fun with it and that's really awesome to see here's a clip of some original b-boy music that someone like kid freeze would break dance to So that was what someone like Kid Freeze would dance to even now. Uh, it's crazy to think that people are creative enough to create moves that go along with the beat like that, but they are. Next up, I'd like to talk about the second member of this episode, t LaRock. Now, t LaRock also was born in the Bronx. Um, he c- considers himself and is credited as an original B-boy original MC, and original DJ. And he got into hip-hop similarly to, um, to Kid Freeze. He lived walking distance to Cool Herc, and um, just by being in a close-knit community, he heard the buzz around Cool Herc's name and knew what he did. And Cool Herc had a specific, special um, system of DJ equipment that when he was playing, you could feel it under your feet two city blocks away. You could feel the bass two blocks away, which is awesome. Imagine growing up in a community like community like that where there's just music playing all the time and people are passionate about it and they get into it and it just takes over the city. That's really cool to me. Um so anyways, he gets big into um he gets big into hip hop because um he went to a cool hurt party. This is one of the key moments he shares. He went to a Cool Heart party, or as they were called, they called jams, as Cool Hurt liked like to call them, um, on specifically Jerome Street. So he walks to this party with another DJ MC named Blackjack, who was set to perform. Now Blackjack is super nervous, because Blackjack hasn't used Cool Heart specific system before, and at these parties, the DJ is roped off, and it's very clear who he is, and everyone's dancing to his music, so it's, it's really bad if he messes up. Um, but... T. Rock calmed him down and says that he has nothing to be nervous about, that he's done all these things before, just play the regulars, like Sex Machine by James Brown, and he'll be good. And he did, and it was a great party. Um, next, i like to talk about T. Rock's introduction to DJing and MCing himself. So he had had the experience and seen what it was like, but now he gets into it. So he attended Taft High School, and he met some other rappers and p- other rap pioneers, uh, specifically Tony Tone and Amazing Bombay. So together with Amazing Bombay, he formed the group, um, the Undefeated Four, with DJ M C Tila Rock, DJ M C Amazing Bombay, DJ Cooley Breeze, and DJ Bozak. Now these these titles are important because it it shows what they did and tells you what they do. DJing is just turntables, and MCing is rapping. So one of the funny stories that Tila Rock shares about uh, his time in high school is one time when he went to Breakout's house. So him and Breakout were walking home. And Tee Rock doesn't know yet that Breakout is Breakout and that he does what Breakout does. He doesn't know he's a DJ as well, an MC as well. So he's bragging about his skills and his skills in karate, which is funny. This was just a key thing, that a little thing that he brought up. He's bragging about his skills in karate because he'd been taking lessons. And Breakout isn't saying much. He's just sort of going with it. And once they get to Breakout's house, um, he asks Tee to show him his karate moves. And he ends up just sweeping him completely on his back, cleanly. Just putting him on the ground. And when he gets up, he sees that Breakout has a bunch of karate trophies. And he's way better than him. Which is funny. Um, He also learns that day that Breakout was also a b-boy and DJ. Um, This was a pretty cool part of the episode for me because it shows that they're just kids. Just regular high school guys that found something cool that they thought they could get into that they were passionate about, and they just picked it up. Any kid can get behind that, no matter who you are or how old you are, really. It was really cool to to listen to this first hand account from someone that was actually successful in the industry. Um, I'd like to play for you now a snippet of uh, It's Yours uh, by T. Luroc, um his 1994 hit song, also his biggest song to date. No Depending on moment or depth of bass I don't really know But somebody said Some musical rhythm Can mess with your head I don't know If it's true i leave it up to you It's yours Sound plus rhythm Done up with finesse Is equivalent to the adjective Best now it's time to in- So that's uh, Teal Rock's biggest song and one of his best songs, and I actually think it's pretty good. I really like, I like it. I like it. I think he's really talented, and I think that the way he expresses himself, even in the interview, is really, really nice, and I think he's a really, really impressive guy. Currently, as of 2021, um, I believe it's HBO is doing a, a movie on the life of Taylor Rock, which is really impressive and really cool to me, uh, for a couple reasons. First off, because he was at the Trinity Trinity Hip Hop Festival, and to me, I underestimated their ability to get artists. I, I didn't think that they would have people this big that had movies being written about them, that had hit singles, that had really successful careers. Because I don't know, I, I'll admit, I don't know about anyone else, but I had never heard of Tee La Rock before this festival, and I consider myself someone who knows a little bit about rap and about the early artists of rap, the big up-and-coming artists, and I had no idea who Taylor Rock was, and now to hear that he's got a single that was almost sampled by Wu-Tang Clan, and that he's got a movie coming out, it's crazy, I, I never knew this, and I'm really glad that I took this class, and that this class had pushed me to, or had required me to watch this festival, because had I not watched it, I wouldn't know who this is, and I think he's really, really cool now. Um before I get carried away, I'd like to also pray play for you. Um that's the joint uh by breakout uh from his time in the funky four plus one more. Uh so, we do, so you can call, you. call it our We're bad, we're sick, we're doing it, here We're gonna rock this record. And hey, don't you forget ah that's the uh, joint uh, because little Rodney C is the melody Keep help me rock, we're singing hall my name. In place. Got a whole lot of soul. When we on the' mic, y'all the house. When we joint by the funky funky four plus one more um specifically um, highlighting breakout and again for the same reason that I liked La rock um I liked breakout is because I had never heard of the funky floor the funky four plus one more or breakout before in my entire life but that's the joint was one of their best songs and it's very good it peaked at 47th as one of the best hip-hop songs of all time by rolling stone which is crazy to me because like i said i've never heard of these guys before and to know that they're doing such big things right not under my nose because i wasn't alive in 1980 but right in front of me i mean i consider myself like i said someone that knows a little bit about 1980s 1990s early 2000s rap and hip-hop but these guys are really talented and you don't hear about them like you hear about biggie and tupac and common and eric b and rakim i just i really was blown away blown away by this episode and the talent that was highlighted and featured and i'm really really glad and i really appreciate the fact that i had a chance to tune in and listen to this live firsthand and almost be in the same room as these people but actually not be in the same room as these people because I was in my room and they were wherever they are but I really enjoyed this episode and I really thought it was interesting to see how these people had progressed through rap where they are now and who they are. So this was my first episode um, of a like I said a two-part series um, focusing on rap and specifically two of the most underrated people I've ever heard of or I've ever listened to who come from the Bronx. Um, I hope you'll tune in to my second edition, my second episode, uh, which highlights German rap, its origin, and where it is today. Uh, Thanks for listening.